0: You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 257. Today, I'm breaking down the exact framework I teach my accelerators on what to say when you hear, I need to think about it, talk to my partner, or I plain and simple can't afford it. Are you ready? Let's get started.
1: Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing
0: play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And if this is the first time you're hanging out with me today, welcome. I'm super pumped that you're here. I'm laughing at myself because it is currently Sunday morning, 7 a.m. This is I'm I'm hanging out at my parents' house in Florida, and we're about to complete a six-hour drive to Destin. And now I'm here doing one of my favorite things that I love to do, which is hit record at 6 a.m. in the morning. But I have been actively trying to not waste my time, for lack of a better word, in, in podcast recording because I want to be able to repurpose my content, practice the three two one method, and hit record once on something powerful and then use it in multiple places. So because of that, I have been trying to carve out other times to content create in my week. And then what I realized is that I'm just really letting perfection be the enemy of good enough. And so I didn't have time this week knowing that I was going to be working from afar to set up my studio and really record the content in the way that I wanted to record it. So my options were, well, I can just skip this week, which I had been in the habit of doing. As I was waiting and preparing, oh, time got away from me, whatever, whatever. And I was just going to skip this week, but I've already recorded some really incredible interviews that I wanted to make sure get out, get heard. And so because of that, I'm here 7 a.m. And I don't have my video on, but I still am press play. I'm hitting record. We're getting it done. And it's an interesting conversation that I've been having with myself, with my clients, and just kind of been musing on as well with my friends, this concept of making sure that we honor our word and that we are act- that we actually do what we say that we're going to do, but not at all cost. It's a really nuanced conversation. We don't want to let perfection, we don't want to let this idea of perfect that you can't even really reach be the enemy of good enough because the truth is we hear often practice makes progress, practice makes progress, but that's plain and simply not true. Practice makes permanent. And if you can understand and see that the more reps that you are going to put under your belt, the more times that you take action, you are going to get a rep It is easy to fall into the trap of thinking that repetition makes progress, but what if you're repeating the, what if you're practicing and repeating something that is not moving you towards your goal? What if you're practicing and repeating, I'm going to do it later. What if you're practicing repeating, I need to go all or nothing, which is something I see amongst high achievers all of the time. So we want to make sure that we are clear. And honest with ourselves about the truth about what is it that you are practicing. And for me, I was practicing the pattern of I'm going to do this later. I it needs to be perfect in terms of the setup. And then I was not getting to it. And that was not, that is not moving me towards the vision. And so here I am, 7 a.m., pressing play, pressing record on an episode that I want to get done for Tuesday before we head out on this long drive to Destin, so which I am looking forward to, by the way. Okay, so today what I wanted to dive into is I want to move into a series on selling. And I know that I talk about selling a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, but it's something that I keep seeing repeatedly come up inside of the accelerator program, no matter what level you're at. There is some resistance towards communicating through objections, communicating through resistance, whether you are doing a one-to-one call with someone and facilitating the transformation there, or you're doing a one-to-many call where you're doing a masterclass when lots of people are there, or you're doing a challenge or a three-part series alive, whatever the vehicle of communicating the offer to the right person to the right at the right time, whatever that vehicle is, is going to require you to communicate through resistance. It's just... It's just always—it's just something that has to happen, and I'm saying always because it's just something our brain is literally designed to do. The lizard brain—that—and I probably don't have to tell you this—but the fear mechanism in our brain is literally designed to keep you safe of making any change that you are a hundred percent habitually doing. And there's always going to be resistance there because your brain doesn't understand that you know for—it's—it's it's been designed to help you get food, and it doesn't understand that there's a Starbucks on every corner. Sure. Your prefrontal cortex loads. It knows that it's there in the front part of your brain and you logically know, but it's not embedded in your habit, lizard brain. Think about it. How many times have you ever had those moments where you're like, man, I know better. Why am I not doing better? So if you, this has come up for you, your clients have this too. So even when you're making, even when you're moving to make a change, for the good, that is going to serve you, that you know is going to increase your monthly revenue, that you know is going to increase your impact, that you know is going to increase your visibility. There's going to be moments of you, for whether you're conscious to it or not, that is going to want to resist this. And so as a transformation facilitator, and I always say, you know, people, I use that word intentionally because, and people have resistance around it. Like, oh, it's out of my scope of practice or I can't, I can't create a transformation, so on and so forth. So when that is happening, and if that's coming up for you, All I am saying when it comes to the word transformation is that people are coming with with the intention of receiving information, and then you are going to provide clarity. You're going to shift perspective. You're going to give them their first win that is going to show them either that all of the, the actions and behaviors that they're making to fix the problem that they're in is keeping them stuck, or you're going to help them see that they've been trying to solve a problem that they don't really have and that they're not that they're not even aware to the truth about the problem that they're really in if you can do that you will subconsciously connect and and bond with your client and position yourself not only as the expert but the authority because not only did you provide clarity did you bring wins you you diagnosed the the client and they realized oh my gosh for so long i thought this was it was it for so long i thought i was dehydrated but really i'm i've got a concussion when you can expose and provide that type of clarity then you are positioning yourself in their mind, not only as the expert, but as the authority and the person who can fix it. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in. So there are three, I'm going to say, I'm going to say three things. Let's start with the common misconceptions and mistakes about having an enrollment conversation or sales call, if you want to just call it that. The reason I don't ever call it a sales call is because number one, people have a lot of resistance to the word selling because the truth is everyone loves to buy things nobody wants to be sold to. So when we're talking about having an having a sales call or an enrollment process this gets really conflicting and people get really confused around, or not only confused, but they make preconceived decisions about what this call is going to be and therefore don't show up. So here's mistake number one that I have seen a lot of people get into when they come into the accelerator program is that they're showing me the conversations or the script that other really well-meaning programs have given them. And the number one thing I want to remind you about this call is that, when you can remove any and all conversation or resist resistance around making a buying decision, you have a much stronger chance to actually facilitate the transformation of what is required to turn someone who's never heard of you before into a high paying client. You have to go through a ton of really powerful questions, really powerful conversation to have micro deci- decisions of yes throughout the experience In or- and you need to communicate the value. So help them see that w- the way you are going to help them get to their goal is the fastest, most efficient way possible and help them see that it is an incredible amount of value measured against the asking investment Measured against the cost and consequence of not getting started. This is essential that you do this. And in order to get there, we have to remove resistance. We have to remove resistance to the process and to the resources. And honestly, when it comes down to objections, we're really going to only fall into three categories. And I talked to you, I said, I I talked about this in last week's episode, but it's either going to come down to money resources, really. So let's just say resources, money, time, energy, and effort. And then it's going to come down to fear. And we're going to talk about fear of self. And we're going to talk about fear of the process. and, and. And essentially just, you know, the fear as well of, of releasing things, releasing something close to them. Okay. And so this is huge. And if you cannot connect and help someone lean in to overcome and to make a decision despite the fear... It doesn't matter if you're selling a $27 product, a $2,700 product. It doesn't matter what the price is. If you cannot overcome that fear, you're done. If you cannot actually talk about and, and show them that your process is the best way for them, the conversation's over. It doesn't matter what they tell you the reason is. The real reason, we have not actually connected on. So... This is point number 2, but let's just get back to number 1 real quick before I move forward. Number 1 is that people have resistance to just getting on this call itself. So you we need to reframe for you and for your and for for your clients the experience of what this conversation is going to be like. And so what happens to a lot a lot a lot of people is that Either they're having so much resistance to selling and that they don't want to have one-on-one conversations. So they jump to doing these huge, massive launches and recorded webinars because they can practice saying all those things and then they can just say it once and perfect it, and then just hundreds and hundreds of people are going to to buy their stuff while they're sleeping. Okay. And What I want to offer to you, and this is something I've said to my clients and to people regarding their audience building growth is that if you're not willing to do for one person what you're expecting to do for hundreds and thousands of people, what makes you think that you're gonna show up for a hundred people when you won't show up for one? What's gonna be different? And so more often than not, what I have noticed is that the way you show up for one person is oftentimes how you will show up for hundreds and thousands. This is how you start to get those reps because when you keep showing up for the one to four people, and then you keep showing up, and then you keep showing up, and then you learn, and then you can make it better. This is you actually get experience. And like I said in the podcast last week, the the foundation of the conversation of, of moving someone to making a buying decision is going to transcend into the masterclass, into the the challenge, into a many-to-many. Because when you start crafting the messaging after doing hundreds and hundreds and having hundreds and hundreds of conversations with people, the messaging components and understanding where they're at acknowledging and recognizing and realizing all the the behaviors and actions that they're taking this is just going to be such a a more powerful experience when you when you know from experience from conversation You'll be able to get very specific in your messaging when you start doing masterclasses. And it becomes the more about connecting and communicating and less about educating. Because we otherwise we run the risk of sounding like Charlie Brown's mom. Wah, 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 wah. Because nobody ever said, ooh, the encyclopedia is my favorite book. And like one of my mentors always says, you're not going to see the encyclopedia on New York's uh, number one New York stop seller list. You're just not going to see it plain and simple. And so... So when you can remove resistance around making a buying decision. So what oftentimes what happens is that people hate facilitating these conversations because they have feelings around selling or they think that they're boring or that it just feels really sleazy, so on and so forth. There's a whole bunch of reasons why people feel like I just don't want to have these calls. It It's not leverageable that you can't you can't scale it. You, you know, there's only so many hours in my day. I mean, I've I've not only experienced these feelings, that it's also the, I've also experienced these feelings, but it's also something I hear all the time. But I just want to remind you, when you call the bank or when you call the doctor's office, how much fun do you have listening to those automated messages that take 20 minutes before you can even talk to a real human? If you're anything like me, I'm hitting that zero so fast. I don't want to talk to automation. I want to talk to a person. When people feel seen, when they feel heard, that's when they feel loved. So just some food for thought when we're rushing to automate everything so that we can get leads and customers when we're sleeping is just to remember how do you feel when you are going through an enrollment process for yourself and when you're purchasing, even when you're purchasing products. Think about walking into a Louis Vuitton store. You don't have to hunt for those employees to come and help you find something. So just want to remind you that when we're talking the frame of what is happening when we're in this conversation of the enrollment process. so when you when someone comes for it and, and also to remind you that there are two objectives at play that when someone's coming for information, you're facilitating a transformation by providing clarity, by giving them their first wins, by shifting their perspective. We need to remove the the roadblocks of making a buying decision. Otherwise, guards go up and then people can't can't listen. And if they're not listening and they're not coachable, you're not going to transfer. You're not going to shift their perspective. And then we're done. So when you're getting onto the call and you're like, okay, let's see if this program works for you. Maybe they have zero, <laughs> zero, zero, zero reference of like, wait, what's this program? And what you're basically saying is we're getting, we're making a buying decision. So you have to be clear about when this call is going to be happening. Are you in a huge, massive launch and only offering calls to people who've gone through the messaging, whether they've participated in the group, whether they've seen the training? So you need to be very clear on where this conversation is going, or are you using this conversation as a sales mechanism? And if that's the case, then we need to remove all resistance around making a buying decision. Remember when I said earlier, people love to buy things, but they hate to be sold to. So when you go through this process, you can absolutely take someone who's never heard of you before and turn them into a high paying client within a 45 minutes time span, but it's going to require you to lower all of the barriers, all of the resistance around making a buying decision. Okay. So that's one of the common, common mistakes that I see. And then people will be like, you're coming to this call to learn about my program. You're coming to this call to learn about my program, but they've, they're have they not coming. They don't want your program. People are not laying awake at night being like, oh man, I just can't wait to get this new digital course. I can't wait to get this template. I can't wait to get this membership. I can't wait to get this course. No, they don't even really want coaching. They can figure this out myself or oh, I don't even need this. So we need to be clear about what we are communicating the need for, okay? That's number one. But number two, another mistake around setting up this sales or enrollment conversation, number two is that people, and I have fallen, this has been one of my biggest things, and I it's it's challenging for me, is that number two is that people think their value in a transformation or in this conversation is to teach. And that's just One of the biggest traps that you can fall into because it goes back to what I said earlier. Charlie Brown's mom is always, we don't want to fall into that category one or two. You know, the encyclopedia is not the top of the New York's bestseller list for a reason information selling information is 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 selling commo- a commodity you could go to Wikipedia information is abundant it's it's not the inf- lack of information that's causing people to not take action that's causing people to be to struggle it's not a lack of information especially now what we're really missing is is the lack of it is a lack of implementation we need to be able to implement And so, what happens to a lot of people is they think that their value is if I just give more education, if I just give more work, if I just teach more, then, and I fall into this trap too, then my people are going to be like, yes, I'm ready to buy. And that's just plain and simply not true. In fact, sometimes I, sometimes I, I, I'm so overwhelming with the amount of information that I will share that I, I help. I help facilitate people and make them feel overwhelmed. I mean, I don't make them feel anything, but I I inspire the overwhelm in the sense of there's too much to do. I don't know what the best next step is, or there's too much to there's too much to do, and I I there's not enough time in my day, or there's too much to do, and I'm never going to do that. And when you put your client into that dispowering experience. They're not going to say yes. You're not going to get them to a yes. Because part of the ladder of believability where which you need to carry them through in order to become a buyer where they believe in you, they believe in themselves, they believe that in your in your offer, they believe they need it now. Part of that is going to if you're if we're making it so complex and helping them not see the simplicity, then they're not going to do it. Because they don't they won't believe believe in themselves. And then remember, all resistance comes down to money, logistics, and fear. And so if we put people in a fear of themselves that they can't do it, they're done. You're done. Thank you for playing. Let's try again. Okay. Now, by the way, when I say that, I just hope that that you know that I'm, I'm I'm speaking in jest, right? It's just like I think of it as playing a video game. It's like, oh, lost that life. We're gonna try again. Okay, doesn't mean that the lead is lost or that the person is lost because we're dealing with a person and we're dealing with people. Everything is a comes down to communication and just being honest and transparent. And sometimes it's it's very hard and challenging and takes multiple reps and that's okay. It's a good thing. I have done thousands upon thousands upon thousands. I I have lost track over the years of how many times I've facilitated an enrollment call conversation down to when I was a district fitness manager for crunch. I just can't, I have been doing this for so long. I have lost track of it, which also has the downside right? When you have so, many experience, so much experience, sometimes we can feel like we're too far removed from what it's like to be in their spot to what it's like to be in that day one. Okay. So just some more food for thought. Okay. Then the third common mistake when it comes down to communicating through, through the, this enrollment process, or I'm a, I don't want to say mistake, but trap, this is something that where I see and why I see a lot of people struggle here is that they try to actually communicate the wrong objection. And so it speaks a little bit to what I was saying yesterday or earlier, meaning that, that when someone says, oh, I just can't afford it. We think we're having a money conversation when the truth is of the matter is we're not having a money conversation. We might be actually having a fear conversation, fear of self or fear of process. So people work to overcome the objection. That's not the real objection. And when I say objection, I just mean resistance. They will... And people will work to to you know follow their little cute process of what it's like to, oh well, when they say this, I need to say this. But if you are not communicating through the the actual resistance, we're done. Is that that's then 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 we are we're not listening. And so in today's episode, we are going to work through that, what, how to actually figure out what the real objection is that we're, that we are working through and then what to say and then what to do. Okay. And so the other thing is, is I, I touched upon it earlier, but it's worth saying again, is that when you have done so many of this, so many of these calls, this is kind of the, this, this concept, this idea that, that, experience is a double-edged sword and this is something that I have struggled with and I don't think I've closed the loop on this so let me just finish this this thought is that when you've done so many of this and you've heard so many of the same things over and over and over again your brain wants to automate it your brain wants to make it go faster your brain wants to say oh yeah this is exactly this is I know this already and so when that happens we run the risk of already anticipating that we think we know what this person's going to say which is a trap this is when people don't feel heard and this is when people start to feel like uh-oh this is sleazy and i'm getting into a sales conversation okay i've done that and so that's that is an issue okay so we want to make sure that we are we want to make sure that we are present and this this requires you to hit the reset button after every single one of your calls. And when you have been really working on this, it is a very challenging to do. So I just want to acknowledge that. And then, and then this is oftentimes why and when you'll see people when they've had so many co- sales conversations that they want to go to the one to many model. And so, and that's great. You can. And it, and I also wanted to say, people will say, oh, Then I need to do how many seals call before I could go to the one-to-many model. And it's really not an either-or conversation. We get to live in the end. It can be both. It's just about being making conscious decisions instead of subconscious decisions and making decisions and choices based on how we feel. And, and what I mean by that is, is I I do think that that's very powerful, but what I mean about how we feel is like when we are not, is when we're getting those nudges from our ego and we're getting the nudges from fear as like, ah, like, I just don't feel like it today. Right. Or I just don't, I, I, I can't do it. Right. We, we have to make sure that we are, and it's a nuanced conversation, but we have to make sure that we are clear on the differences between giving into our fear, feeding our fear or feeding our dreams because oftentimes we, we can't have both right so so it's interesting because i'm i'm started this sentence and i started that conversation with that we can't live in either or that oh we're going to hit x amount of calls and then we're going to go into you know one to many no 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 it, it we get to live in the end and there's so many variables at play whether it is accessibility to education coaching support whether it is people are all at different levels of how they communicate their offer they're at different levels of how fast they acquire skills so there's a lot of things at play and it's not fair to just throw out this arbitrary number and i know as a high achiever that that's what we want because then we get we get super fixated on off. Oh, I just hit this number, then I'll arrive there. So I want to offer and invite you to live in the and that. It's really just about getting the reps in, and why I love enrollment calls, especially for people who are who are starting out, is it gives you the opportunity to practice and say the same me- message over and over and over and over again, and communicating the value of your offer to the right person to the at the right time. And what happens when you know? Yeah, sure, you could do that in, a, in an automated one-to-many experience, because then you're. You're going to get it out to people and, and they can hear it without when when you're not even there or paying attention. And yeah, that's great. But it goes back to what I said earlier about how practice makes permanent. If you are practicing a message that is not speaking to the right person or we missed a step, then, then we're practicing communicating something that might not be the right fit. So, it's very can feel it can feel daunting and it can feel complicated. I I get that. I just want to acknowledge that that it's really not about trying to make the complex so simple that it it is at the cost of the complexity. No. What we want to do is make the complex simple enough to to chunk down to actually overcome, okay? So, Number one, when we are communicating through resistance that is inevitable, it will automatically come up. And if you don't believe me, think about it like this, right? You go into a store and we haven't gone in so long, but this is, this is an analogy I used to use when I was working at crunch, but you go into a store and you ask for help and someone says, Oh, you know can I help you find anything? And you're like, no, 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 it's good. I'm fine. And then you get into the fitting room and you're looking for another size and you're looking for that person to help you. Okay. So it's, it's the same thing here. Okay. Just go into the call, knowing that you're going to have resistance people. It's just natural. Our, our brain is specifically designed to, to keep you safe. So resistance is there. So when you go into this conversation, you know that you're going to communicate through resistance, especially knowing that they're coming for information and you're facilitating a transformation by the power of the conversation questions that you ask. So now we're going to get to resistance, objections. So the common ones that you're going to hear, I need to think about it. I need to talk to my partner. I can't, I can't afford it. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what I like to call the yes, but no. Yes, I'm in. I'm 100% in. But let me just, you know, do X, Y, Z. Let me just, yeah, I'm in. This is it. Yeah, great. Okay, so I'll, can you send us an email? Let me get back to you tomorrow. I mean, all of the things that people are going to say, okay? And so... I'm trying to think of some other things that I've heard. The yes, but no is, is something I hear a lot. I need to think about it. I need to talk to my partner. I need to, um, I'm time. time. We're dealing with time too. I don't, I don't have time. So I'll put this in the resource category. So all of the objections that people will bring to you really come up to these three things to fear and money resources I'll just say resources and then sometimes logistics like sometimes people will make make decisions based on on oh I'm starting in the summer, I'm traveling especially or I, I'm not going to start till after the summer I'm waiting for the fall and so on and so forth okay And so here's what a lot of people will teach you to do when it comes to when it comes to helping people move through some of the logistics, objections is they'll tell you to create urgency through through, uh, deadlines. And I just want to say right now, plain and simple, that works. And people need that. And you're going to see that a lot in an evergreen market space too. It's not just the launch model where you see Uh, a way for to encourage making a buying decision and move through some of those logistics of what I'm going to start and what about the calls and so on and so forth and they create urgency through deadlines and that works it's again it's not it's not a case of either or but if you can create more urgency that is inner or urgency you do this by creating a relationship to time and exposing the consequence of what is at stake for for waiting, it's going to be a more powerful conversation. This is how you can create a permission-based, pressure-free sales system that takes what it takes until it takes, because the pressure that people are under is not you putting it on them. It is their own personal urgency and drive to solve the problem. And if that's not there for them, you don't need to falsely create it where it's like, oh, we only have to be four days to buy this thing, four days to invest in yourself. You even if you do have those, and it's not that those are bad, by the way, but it, it even if you do have those or those outer urgency experiences, you still need to build a relationship towards inner urgency. That's how you, you help people move. So, first of all, let's just dive into what needs to happen in a in when we're having these these communicating through resistance. Step one. You have to be clear on the actual objection that you're receiving. So what that means is people will tell you it's money when it's really fear. People will tell you that that it's money when they just don't trust or, or tell you that they need to think about it when they don't know what the process is. They tell you that they're thinking about it when we've overtaught and we've accidentally put them into overwhelm because we gave them a lot to think about. Okay. So we just need to get really clear on the truth about what the resistance is. And this is going to happen through your questions. So let me give you an example. Okay. So when someone says, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. This has been really amazing. Thank you so much for this. You know, I just, you know, could you put this all in an email for me? Because I want to just make sure I go back. I just really want to think about it. So now often if I, you've heard that, then I'm willing to bet that what has happened is that you have taught and told them so many amazing things and that we have given them things to think about. Okay, so when this happens, I'm gonna, you're always, step one, does not matter what the resistance is, is we need to lean in. You lean in, you acknowledge, you say yes, yes, and. This is not like, well, what do you need to think about? Now, if you've had any experience in sales training, that's often the next question that people ask. Well, what do you need to think about? Listen, we're going to get there. So let's just press pause for a second because I want to just walk through the specific things that we want to do. Number one, get clear on the truth about what the objection is. Okay. So how you do that is through the question. Step two, you need to yes and then You need to lean in. You need to acknowledge. So when someone gives you that type of resistance, before you even before you even try to get to the root cause, you have to acknowledge it. So let's acknowledge it, right? And then we're going to follow it up with a powerful question. So, ah, yes, I'm just going to start thinking about it. Yes, 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 totally. When you go and think about it, so you're going to tell them, yep, I'm totally going to let you off the hook. I'm absolutely going to take no for an answer. I'm not going to push you. I just am curious. I want to make sure I answer all your questions just to see if I can help. So what specifically are you thinking about? That's what we're going to get to. That's how we ask that. So we lean in and we say, yes, we give them a reason why we're asking them what they're going to think about just to see if we can help. And then we're going to get to the root cause of the of the actual objection. Well, you know what? I would just, it just seems like so much. I just don't know if I, I'm going to be able to do it. Okay. So now it sounds like we're having a logistics conversation. Now it sounds like we're having a resource conversation. So we need to just make sure that we are actually overcoming the real resistance. So for example, when someone says like, oh, I can't afford it, but really in their mind, they're like, nah, this is a no for me. And then you start trying to overcome the the money objection. Like, okay, well, what's your resources? It, you're, the conversation's done because we're not really addressing what the real objection is. So it's like when your partner says to you, like, I'm fine. And you know for a fact that they're not fine. Right. So, so we need to get to the real, the real resistance around the conversation about what the objection is. Okay. So, so that's number two get to the real. And then number three. Okay. So, this is the third part of communicating through resistance. Number three, after you've leaned in, all objections are no, no, the brain goes, no. So anytime I need to think about it, yes, this is amazing. What they're really saying is no. And so you cannot get someone to go back. You, you absolutely cannot get someone to make a, have a yes conversation when they're operating from no. It's just plain and simple. It's not going to happen. You cannot get someone to say yes when they're at a position of no, which is what all resistance is. So what do we do? We need to move back into yes. So how do you do that? So what that is, is they're like, oh yeah, this is so cool. Can I just like think about it? Can I sleep on it? Or if they're told you like, oh, you know. I just, you know, this is so good. Let me think about it. Okay. Or they're like, you know what? Can I just talk to my partner? So let's go back through the steps. Yes, of course you can talk to your partner. I'm married. I totally get it. I have, I have a husband. So we like to have these conversations. Co- conversations. So I'm acknowledging it. I'm leaning into that. I'm not going to say, well, you're such a bad person for wanting to talk to your partner. How dare you? We're not putting people on the defense here. We're not going to even layer in consequence question here and be like, oh, man, you know, do you think your partner is going to, you know, want you to to go into an early grave. This is the difference between fear mongering. We're not putting people in fear here. And I'm laughing because to me, it just sounds so ridiculous, but I know that this is what happens. We don't want to put people in fear and say, well, if you don't say yes right now, then you might as well have just signed your death certificate. That's not what we're saying. Okay. We do not want to put the nervous system into a state of, you know, freeze we don't want to go into a we don't want to go into a sympathetic state in order to make a a powerful buying decision that's just not plain and simple not going to happen then so what we're what we are going to do though is we're going to and then we can't ask them partner questions that they don't know the answer to like what do you think your partner is going to say well i don't know i'm not my partner that's why i need to go and ask them talk to them right? So what we are going to do is get them back to a yes conversation. So we're going to say, yeah, 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 totally. I absolutely get it. So in your own opinion, so bringing it back to the client, in your own opinion, do you think that this process can get you to the specific goal that we talked about earlier in this call? Well, yeah, of course I do. Okay, great. So why do you feel like it can't? And you want to make, you want to be very, very specific. If you're not writing this down, I would press pause, go and get a pen and paper and write this down because you don't want to say could, you don't want to say should, because it, it is instilling doubt into the client. You want them to feel so certain. That's what we're doing. That's how you overcome fear, fear of self, fear of process that you is certainty, So it's like, listen, I know that this is scary. That's why I'm so certain. And I'm going to give you that that certainty that I'm going to be there for you to ensure you get there, ensure you go through this process. That's what we are doing. So you're borrowing the certainty. And in order for them to have that certainty, you you need to have it. You need to be certain. So get them back to a yes conversation, have them explain to it. And then we start to overcome the objection, assuming that we know what the real objection is. So let's, I started to give examples. So let's go into think about it just as, as an example. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yes. Of course you can go think about it. You know, do you feel in your own opinion that this can get you to the specific goal? Why do you feel it could? Now, what I also want you to know is that I use the word feel for a specific reason. I said feel because I don't want them to think. Now, we are getting into the lot, you know, we are, we are, you do elicit feelings by the thought. So you're getting into the thing, but we want to get them out of their head and into their body because we all hear a lot that people say, oh, they buy on emotions. Well, we don't buy on emotions because we talk about emotions. We need to elicit the emotion. And so in this case, we're not in a position. Of eliciting emotions. We're just, we're in a position of wanting to acknowledge what the emotions are. So, okay, great. So, why do you feel like it can? And the can is a certainty part. And then they get back to the yes. They're selling you on the program. So then you're going to be like, okay, great. So when you go to your partner, so then that's when that question of like, okay, great. So if you're going to think about it, then just so to see, I could help. What specifically are you thinking about it? Oh, great. So when you do go to your partner, do you feel like your partner will want you to be successful or how do you feel? When you do go to your partner, and if when you do go to your partner, what do you think your partner needs to hear in order to feel as certain as you do or how do you feel? Okay, great. So is that skepti is that skepticism on yourself or on what we provide or how do you feel? Okay. So now we move to the the conversations of of what's happening. Okay. So And then the same thing is what we're going to do inside of, if it's, if it is fear, fear of self. Okay, great. So it sounds like, are we having a conversation around whether or not this process will work or that you, or, or is it skepticism on yourself? Right. Or how do you feel? And then we start to have that conversation. So the way so here's the flow of overcoming objections. Number 1, we need to get to the root of the conversation. Number 2, we need to lean in yes and it. Number 3, we need to then get them back to yes. Now, here's where people get stuck. If you've been if you've been all the way through, they get stuck because Either one, they're trying to overcome an objection that's not there. Number two, they've done so many of these, so they already think that they know the real objection, and they're not listening or practicing this process. Or then, or number three is they don't even know yet if the person sold on the process. So, with that being said, we need to go back. You know, go back, go back to your discovery portion, the beginning portion of the conversation. Okay, and then number four, we start to ask the questions that bind people to overcome the objections. Once you get them back to yes, because here's the thing, if you don't get them back to yes, then we're getting into the pattern and habit of trying to convince someone. And I don't know about you, but I'm not here to convince anybody of everything, of anything. The desire is already there. I am powerfully communicating through resistance to make sure that the people who are yes, who are ready to say yes to themselves come into the program. Because I don't want anyone who is not excited because if you because this process is hard. It's going to be challenging. And we need to be able to be excited to move through it. So hopefully this episode helped. Now, listen, I'm doing something very special right now. So I have actually put together a program called Cold to Soul that is actually going to walk you through the five-step framework of how I carry someone through the discovery session and through the discovery portion and overcome these objections with very specific strategic ways to do this. And we're running a special right now. This is something I have never done before. And so if you want to learn more about this, I want you to send me a DM cold to sold, and I would be happy to share with you the information around this process to help you build a powerful enrollment process to take someone who's never heard of you before and turn them into a high paying client within 45 minutes, whether this from conversation is done through phone or through dm conversation the process works so if you want to learn how to build your own enrollment process then send me a dm and and we will have a conversation about the cold to sold program so i'll be sure to link all of that All of that information in the show notes. So, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you have any questions, of course, my DMs are always open. Come inside of the free Facebook group where we're having conversations like this and we are practicing all of the time. So, with that said, thanks for hanging out with me today and I'll catch you on the next episode.
1: Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast.